What up, what up, what up, people? Back in the building again. Another episode of D&D Project Podcast. This is Dan and Nels in the building. Nels, what's happening? What's good, what's good, what's good? It's been a, it's been a, uh, a wild weather week in Georgia. Like, Georgia <laughs> weather is, uh, I'm starting to understand it a little bit better. Like, it's, it's like whatever. Like, whatever. That, yo, I think the, 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 um, the forecast people, to literally go on there and put Monday through Sunday and put a bunch of question marks all of those days. That's it. Because you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. You could be driving in one part of Georgia and go to another part. The shit will be pouring rain and drive right out of that motherfucker and be sunny on the other side. Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. weird. But anyway, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I just had to rant real quick. That's the way it go in Georgia. Georgia's a place where it could... Uh be pouring down rain on the left side of the street and completely sunny on the other side. That's fact. That's just fact. the way it be happening all the time out here. It'd be That's random as hell. It is random because if you're from New York, if it rain in Brooklyn, it's raining in the Bronx. It's not like you you call somebody from the Bronx and all of a sudden they're like, nah, it's sunny up here. I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, it's raining where you are too. Don't stop the line. And they'd be like, yeah, I was lying. It's raining over here too. Because it's not like that in, in New York for whatever reason. Like, I, I've never been in one part of New York. I'm talking about the city. I've never been in part, one part of New York City and all of a sudden another part is not raining or snowing or whatever like that. It, it does it everywhere. But here, like you said, you could be on one side of the street and the shit is coming down, hell, snow, all kinds of shit going on. And then on the other side, people's in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> in the pool. Yeah, it's chilling. They're looking at you <laughs> with your jacket on. They're in the pool. Yeah, that's the way it is. It's wild, crazy. <laughs> it's at Helen and they're in the pool. <laughs> yeah, so for real. You got a coat on on the one side of the street. Other motherfucker in the pool, they wondering why you just don't cross the street. Yeah, I don't know why. You know, when I'm going cross the street in that pool. That's how it is here. I noticed that shit. Shit is crazy. I, you know, you don't want to believe it, but once you're down here, you're like, yo, it's really crazy with the weather. It's really, it's up in the air. That's If I was, a, I would be a meteorologist and I would be like, the shit is up in the air. Well, you, you do whatever you feel. It might be hot. It might be cold. It might rain. I don't know. You do you. Figure it out on your side of the town. Because how can they get everything correct? In Georgia, when it's literally like what you said, it's wild down here. Nah, they just be on some, um, it's going to rain it and be hot. And that's it. That's all they say. Yep. So they always say the weather is going to be hot and humid with a chance of rain. Just so that way it's <laughs> yeah. completely covered. <laughs> you got to put that chance of rain in there so nobody get upset with you. You say that shit every day. You get, you get, you get the weather right every single day. If you say it's going to be hot, muggy, with a chance of rain. If you said that shit every single day. You would you would have me uh, Georgia weather down pack. I need to fucking fill out a, a meteorologist application or some shit so I can get up in there. <laughs> Said you gonna get get there. That's how you gonna Hell get your yeah. job. I'll be, I'll be the I'll be the I'll be the Georgia Mike Woods. People from New York know that shit. That's the old school. Oh yeah, <laughs> old school. That's who the hell I would be. Though. I would be the Georgia Mike Woods. I'd be over there in the tight suit talking about hot, rainy. And and good luck. That's exactly what the hell I'd be saying. Mm-mm-mm. So let's uh let's see how we gonna how we gonna run this. Let's talk about Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, yeah. uh, former LA Laker, former Oklahoma City, former Atlanta Hawks. He's played for a couple of teams now. So at the end okay. of the year, 
LA Lakers offered him four years, eighty-four million, which is roughly about twenty million a year, twenty-one million a year. Nice. And even before the season was over, he was even at the start of the season, he was saying that he wanted to end up with a max extension or at least an extension of a hundred million or more for the um duration of whatever extension contract he signed. So most people was like, hell nah. Everybody was like, nah. I mean, I looked at him and was like, dude is not worth no hundred million. I wouldn't pay him a hundred million if I was a, a GM or owner or what have you. But he rolled the dice. He they gave him the they gave him the contract and he turned it down. He said, Nope, I'm not signing the contract. I'm gonna try free agency. He goes into free agency and <laughs> nobody wanted to sign him for zero dollars. Like he had no real offers until just recently, once summer league started and the season about to get going, and he got an offer for one year five million dollars from the Boston Celtics. It's got to be one of the biggest blunders ever. Like I, I don't know who advised him. I don't know if he, if his agent was like, "Hey, let's take this deal," and he was like, "Nah, I'm overriding you. We're not taking that deal. We going for the gusto." I don't know who did it and who advised him, who was in charge, but whoever was in charge needs to get fired, fired. immediately. If it's him, he need to fire himself from speaking <laughs> or talking about any type of contract issues. He need to just stick to playing. That's it. Just, just dribble the ball, shoot the ball, lay the ball up, pass the ball. You should make no more business decisions if it was his own. And if it was his agent or his manager, they need to be fired. Somebody got to go. Heads got to roll, son. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? This whole shit, like you were just saying, you were saying that he he needs to uh, if he has an agent. Uh, he needs a fire, and I totally agree because you know usually these players have agents. I don't think anybody gets crazy enough to represent themselves. It could be somebody out there. Good luck to you. But if he, I'm pretty sure he has an agent, right? This is the ultimate, ultimate. I could do bad all by myself situation. I'm, you know, every time I hear a female say some shit like that, I'm like, I hear that. All right, no problem. But this one right here is where it should fucking. This is where it ultimately matters. I could do. Motherfucker, I can do bad all by myself. Yeah. So if you have a manager or an agent, excuse me, please, please fire the motherfuckers because goddamn, you could have definitely did bad all by yourself. I don't know who guessed Dennis Schroeder that he can, that he was 100 max or he was trying to get the max or he thought he was anything in the number 100. I don't know who told him that, but that was a big ass mistake. How do you leave $15 million on the table? Ooh, man, that's, ooh, that's terrible. That's like having, that's, you know what it's like? I was thinking about it. I was like trying to get an example on what it's like. And it's like having a boyfriend, right? If a, if a female has a boyfriend, oh, he treats her well. Oh, I treat her well. He just, maybe he, he lacks in, uh, doesn't take her out all the time or something. He lacks somewhere, right? And all of a sudden that female, she just feels herself. Some guys is liking her picture on Instagram giving a little, sending a little DMs, hey, beautiful. And she's like, I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat. And all of a sudden, she's like, you know what? Motherfuckers love me. You see this? I get 100 likes. Motherfuckers love me. You know what? I'm going to take my chances. Grass got to be green on the other side. She get out there and not one single soul want to get with her raggedy ass. Right? And then all of a sudden, some 
whack ass dude want to get with her, and he don't never take her out or do shit for her. Now he she really in a bad relationship, and that's literally what happened to Dennis Schroeder. The motherfucker mm-hmm. thought he was good money. Said, "I know they love me out there." Went to hit the free market, and not nobody loved on their ass. No likes for your ass. Five, you got you went from a hundred likes to five. His whole page got this. <laughs> Shit did not work out. He tried to put on the mother. He was out there putting on motherfucking like a female, putting on bikini, get ass naked for the gram, and not a person liked that shit. They was just like, it's, you know, it's not working. That's literally what happened to that guy. It's a sad, you know, you don't want to root for somebody and you don't want to. At the end of the day, this I will say this though, because, you know, like we're talking about it, a lot of people talking about it. I see people. Make it fun of him. Everybody's making fun of him. Oh, you're an idiot, blah, 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 blah. We can say this, and then we have to humble ourselves and get back to reality. We ain't got $5 million. We're nope. not getting $5 million this year. So if I was him, I'd be like, oh, word, make sure you pull out your bank account and we can compare the bank account so you can continue to laugh at how I blundered up. I could lose $15 million and still be better than half y'all motherfuckers. So at the end of the day, we make fun of it. We joke about it. We talk about it. But I can only do it, but to a certain extent, because I know I ain't getting shit five million dollars of nothing. So at the end of the day, it's a blunder. It's a huge blunder because you'll never want to leave no money on the table. Fifteen million is a long time, and and uh, like we all know, a player's career is limited. You can't play all your life, so you never want to leave money on the table. But at the end of the day, I ain't making fifteen, five, or even one million dollars a year. So it sucks. But, you know, at the end of the day, I wish them all the luck in uh, in Beantown. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Like, like you said, and he's he's still making five mil, so it's still it's not like he's going to starve. It's not like he's <laughs> not going to get, like, what he, what he needs throughout the day when he goes to the grocery store. But it's just absolutely insane. Like, you, you overplay. It's like you, you overbid. That's what you did. Yeah. You overbid. Like, he was like, oh, I got eight books. And then it turned yep. out he only had two. So. That motherfucker only had two. That so, motherfucker yeah. had. That motherfucker literally he was like, man, I got a fucking boss. Listen, listen to this. <laughs> Unintended. That motherfucker thought he had a Boston. That's what they thought they had. <laughs> motherfucker went in there. We got a Boston. Yeah, motherfucker, you sure do got a Boston. Uh, Five million, <laughs> years and you know what's wild? If you do the math, right? If you fucking add it all up, he was about to get like $21 million a year from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The crazy part is the motherfucker is going to make about $21 million over the four, over four years instead of making $21 million a year. How ironic. Mm. Nah, in Boston, he didn't, get a, he didn't get a four-year contract. He got a one-year contract. One-year contract. So Excuse he's going to get $5 million one time. One time, them motherfuckers are going to bring them back three more times because they're going to be like, this cheap-ass motherfucker with my mother just come back and bring him back for the same shit. Ain't nobody, don't nobody want you. That's what they're doing. One of those that's the wild thing. Like, don't he really didn't have no office. Exactly. Mm. So if I, so they can even come back and be like, we're just going to give you $5 million. We're not even going to give you the 5.7. We're giving you $5 million this year. He got to take it. Uh, all right. Okay. Ah, you got to do one of those types of Ah, All right. And what makes it worse, when he goes to Boston, he can't even like, he can't even go crazy and just be like shooting and trying to score and do a bunch of stuff to raise his stock up. Cause one, he's coming off the bench Two, It's already 
three people that do the scoring on that team. So he can't even go there and be on something like, yo, I'm about to go ahead and go crazy. Because the coach is going to be like, hey, wait, wait a second. You, you took seven shots, sir. That's not what we, that's not what we brought you here for. <laughs> we didn't bring you around here to take all these shots now. You're a pretty good defender, and you can get some buckets when all the stars are on the bench. But other than that, we're going to need you to pipe down with all that, with all that shooting, sir. And you, and you know what else is wild? And I, and I heard reports about the Celtics trying to, I think they're bringing back uh, Isaiah Thomas. Is that correct? Oh, no, I didn't even hear that part. That's, that'll be yeah, what's up. They did him dirty the first time. So, but they, I, I saw reports talking about they were uh, possibly bringing them back this year. Um, you know, I guess to try for the team, try to get on the team, right? Well, he put up eighty. But, he put up eighty one in one of them um, pro am, one of them pro am leagues. Where it'd be like, is he playing for their for their um for their summer league? Nah, they, he plays. He's been playing in them pro am leagues where it's like some oh, okay. some NBA players, some college players, some overseas players where they just all be playing in like random summer leagues. He's been playing in one of those, and in in two different okay, leagues, so he, he scored eighty one. So yeah. So, so I did okay. So I did hear all of that, and I did hear, I did see some rumors that he was that the Celtics were interested in maybe bringing him back. But it kind of brings me to that kind of situation where when the Celtics did him dirty, where he was like that he, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to get the story wrong, and if I do, please correct me. Um, wasn't he trying to get him? He was supposed to get a max deal that that year, right? Yeah, like the way. So what the Celtics did to him. He was balling out for them, playing hard for them. He he played on like the day after his sister got killed, or yeah. the day his sister got killed. It was something wild with her with her being killed or dying, and he still came and played and balled out. Then he came back like sooner than he should have from some type of injury, and was, was still balling out. But he, of course, he wasn't the same. But he was still balling out. And then when the end of the yeah. year came. When contract time came up, they were like, oh, we really can't sign to a long-term deal because you have injuries. Take yeah, that yeah. dude dirty. Yeah, and then he was never the same. I've seen him go a couple other places. It never was. It never really. No, he never, really, like when he never really did it no more. Them injuries, injuries was too much, but the fact that you poured so much out for that team, they should have went ahead and just like, you know what, we're going to cut you this check. Even if they would have did some – Random extended time limit so that the uh, so that the money would be spread out and it wouldn't affect them so much. But you can't just dump a dude and kick a dude to the curb that's poured his heart out for you. Bro, this, you know that you know the whole word. The whole word is the business. You know, they always yeah. say the business, the business, the business, 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 business. They always run that stuff. But when players be like, "I'm on strike" or do this other shit, they be like. Well, you're not doing it for the team. But the team never do it for the player, but everybody wants the player to do it for the team. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. That, and, and I kind of go back to, and I don't even, you know, this was a, a not a great example, but the Le'Veon Bell joint. When Le'Veon Bell was, when it was holding out and everybody was like, you should just go back for the team. And he was like, well, I feel like I'm worth a certain amount of money. Why the fuck would I play when I feel like, and no, and people always talk about you should do it for the team, but nobody would do that shit in, in regular people life. You would not. You would if you if a, if you was going to a job, you was making twenty five dollars an hour, and all of a sudden you're like, yo, I feel like I deserve a fucking raise, and the job is like, nah, fuck all that. You're getting twenty five dollars an hour next year. And you're like, man, fuck this twenty five dollars an hour job. And you're like, why don't you just do it for them? Why don't you just come work? 
fuck you. Fuck you. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing it for myself. If I feel like I'm worth 30 and $35 an hour, I'm going to go find somebody else who's going to pay me 30 $35 an hour. Fuck that $25 job and fuck it. I'm not doing it for the business. I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for the check. And that's how people don't see it. People see it like you should just do it out of the loyalty for your team. No, fuck them. Because when it's time to, when it's time for them to do it the other way, they're not going to do it. And Isaiah Thomas was the perfect example. Yeah, definitely. The team is not, a lot of times the team's just going to be like, man, only time that the team may do it is when you're like a old head on yeah. about to retire. Then they're like, ah, oh, yeah, come on, come on. You come sign with us and then you can retire. But that's really for the team. That's the that's because they want the fans to come. They want all the fans mm-hmm. to be like, yes, you support Jim Joe. And Jim Joe been always been playing here. He just left a couple of years ago. We love Jim Joe. Come on, come on and play this last season so we can all go to all the games and celebrate him and so on and so forth. So the team is, again, they're doing it for themselves, really. <laughs> they, want the, they want the ticket sales. They want to be able to do the, the bobblehead and the program with him on the cover. They want to be able to do all of that to bring all the fans in and get all that money. So yep. team always looking out for team. I, I, I stopped being that kind of person. When you grow up, you're like, yo, I, I can never be mad at a person for doing life stuff. They want to do stuff that's for their family, do it for their, their decision. And what, and, and I bring that back and it's kind of goes full circle for Dennis Schroeder. He felt like I am worth this. Nobody's faulting you for feeling like what you feel like you're worth. Not a single person is, is doing that, but you have to play the market, man. You have to look at the market. And he did not look at the market. Mm-hmm. If they're, he went out there talking about I'm worth a hundred million, but you were probably worth a hundred million when you were leaving OKC. Like you were balling out of control, doing a great job. Congratulations! But you can't go on a team with two superstars. Your numbers go down, and now because you're a free agent, you feel like you're going to overvalue yourself, and that's where he went wrong. That's where he went wrong. Nobody should fault him for feeling the way he felt, because at the end of the day. We, you can't tell somebody what you, what you, oh, this is what I feel. I don't give a fuck. I feel like this. Not, this is what I want to make. And that's what he felt like he was worth. Congratulations. But he went and he overvalued himself, especially from the team that he was on and the year that he had. He should have humbled himself. Yep. He should have just sat back and just been like, you know what? Let me just chill out. Let me get this four years, 84 million. Yeah. And just cool. Like, and just keep doing what I've been doing. Cause I mean, he did okay. He was, he wasn't killing him in LA, but he was doing what his purpose was. And his purpose was to, to, um, you know, facilitate the offense from time to time and to hit them, hit them open shots when he get them. Yeah. He wasn't there to be a star, but from the, from the jump, he knew it was contract time. So from the jump, he was trying to act like he was one of the stars on the team. It's like, no, dude, you're, Probably about four from the team. On on this team, it goes LeBron, AD, LeBron, AD, LeBron, then the rest of you people. <laughs> he didn't want. He didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to accept that. He wanted to try to prove a point, and now he's uh fifteen million dollars light. But you know, hey, he still got five I mean, million. And he's still killing. It. He's still living yeah, very like well. Said, yeah, like you said, he ain't missing no meals. And what we also got to remember, he's not no rookie. So he would make, he was making millions before they offered him this five millions. I can understand if he came into the league and a motherfucker got one year. This is his first year. He got one year, five point seven million dollars. You're like, ah, oh, 
You can't live off $5.7 million for the rest of your life. But the motherfucker's been in the league for a hot minute. He's not starving. He fine. He good. Mm-hmm. He is not worried about anything. This check fine. I, you know, I ain't got, I'm not doing no math, but I'm pretty sure his one month salary is a lot of people's full year salary. If not, if not, wait, first of all, excuse me, I'm bugging. So maybe his two week salary is people's full year salary. And I don't have the, I don't have the computer in front of me, but I'm just going off of 5 million is a lot of money. And I, if I'm not mistaken, if I, I can't remember, but if I'm not mistaken, I wish I knew when players get paid. I think they get paid every 30 days or something crazy like that. Or it might be every two, if it's every two weeks, can you imagine going to the check cashing? I'm going to check, I'm going to cash my, Five point seven million dollar check at a motherfucking where they got the uh, where they got the Western Union. Yeah, you so, shut that shit down. He shut it down. Yo, shut it down for a day. So his his career earnings before before this new contract, his total career earnings were sixty eight million. Come so on. he was a, he was a, he was about to sign a contract. Uh, that would have been worth more than he's earned his entire career. He's only been a, he's been in the league since since 2013. He's been on a slow grind, like he's been a, on a slow come up. So like he should have really just chilled. First year Green. was 1.3, second year 1.6, third year 1.7, then 2.7, then it jumped to 15.5, then 15.5, then 14.5. And he got fifteen, got fifteen from the Lakers, and the Lakers about to sign up for twenty a year. He was like, "Nope, that little five million boost not enough. I need a full boost." That dude was looking for the full power up. He didn't want the little power up. He wanted the full power up. You, you know what's wild? Because he was trying to get another what five million or something to that effect, right? Because he was trying to go for like a, a little bit over a hundred million. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to go to like twenty five, twenty six million dollars a year. Yeah. And now the motherfucker is going from trying to get another five or six million from and, and going to making only five point seven million dollars. And and again, that is not shabby money. I don't want I don't want people to listen to this and be like, well, this they ragging on him in some five point seven, like that's nothing. No, no, no. Motherfucker, if I hit the lotto for five point seven million dollars, I'm gonna be hyped. So I'm not ragging on it. It's just that it's a blunder because it's a blunder in the sense of athletes and athletes don't have forever to play. So you want to try to do as much as you possibly can as an athlete to make as much money as you possibly can because you know, your time is limited. Yeah. So that's a strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. That's why it's a blunder. That's why it's a blunder. Not because he's only making 5.7, $5.7 million dollars. Is uh is life changing money to uh, most of America uh, to ninety percent of America? It's uh, life changing. Mm-hmm. It's, the thing is, the thing is, you as an athlete, you can't make those mistakes. Those are those are big time mistakes in your in your career because you know your career is limited. That's that's why we're talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He was he was building his he was building his career slowly. He had uh, his first contract was five years for twenty three. His second contract was two years for thirty. Then he got a one year for fifteen. 
So yeah, so he had been building. He's been slowly like building up his stock and building up his um reputation to be a worthy player. It was just this time he just overplayed his hand. He definitely overplayed his hand. But hey, God bless what him. Happened? Like I said, he's still getting still getting five million. He's still doing good. And who knows? He might actually get some real playing time. He might really ball out and somebody might be like, you know what? You are worth that hundred million. But it ain't gonna bring him right back to his fourteen. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. He he could kiss that whole twenty that twenty five, all that stuff he was trying to get, twenty five, twenty or whatever he was trying to get, that he kicks that right out the window. This this year, this should have humbled him enough to be like if I ever get back up to 15, I need to fucking jump on it. That's how he should be. Yeah, definitely. Oh, right, my God, we're going to move on. Let's talk about what everybody's been talking about, what's been raving for the last week. Uh, let's go ahead. Um, let's start off like this right quick. Representing Yonkers, New York. Sheik Loose, Styles P, Jada Kiss. They are the locks. And that was probably the only part of the battle that needed to happen because <laughs> the locks went in there and dismantled Dipset. And it, and it's good I didn't even play the intro because it's almost like Dipset didn't show up, son. Yeah. It was, oh, God. What a battle. What? And I remember me and you were going back and forth. Uh, we were texting right before the battle, like, yo, these motherfuckers are taking forever. Don't they know we old at this point? Like, everybody that's watching this, everybody watching this got to be above 30. Let's be real, right? Because, you know, that's, I, I might be off, but I know the majority, the majority of the people that were watching it were over 30. We all got jobs. We got kids. We working. Not everybody got kids, but most people got kids. Most people got jobs. Most people had to do some shit in the morning. And I remember us going back and forth like, yo, they need to hurry up or we're going to be watching this shit on YouTube the next day. Yep. God <laughs> Phenomenal, though. Absolutely amazing presentation by the locks. And I should have known that it was going to be that type of night because the, 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 locks, the locks DJ was the only one playing music before it actually started. I was like, damn, they're going to let the other DJ play. I see standing right there. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, son. He really yeah. didn't play. The other dude was just standing over there chilling. That's what I'm saying. I was like, damn, they ain't going to let him play. What the fuck? Um, so I should have knew from that point it was going to be a wrap because the DJ already beat the other DJ before the shit started. So, um, <laughs> um, I mean, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about this in length. Uh, an amazing battle, one that is for the books. Yo, it's to the point, and I saw you post this on Facebook, but it's uh, it's to the point that I've seen. You know, I've seen if I didn't see every battle, I've seen the majority of them, right? Um, but this was the first battle that I literally went back to watch again, like not watch the whole thing again, but watch all the like the the hot clips. Um, yeah. I watched views. Yes, that's how crazy this this uh, battle was. Yeah, people been watching clips. People been replaying clips. Like it's been absolutely insane. The the just the the level of showmanship, the level of performances, just the overall overall existence. Just I don't know, man. That 
the locks just really put on the show. Jadakiss really showed out. Um, they had a couple little tense moments there where they was kind of like halfway beefing, and like most of it was all in fun and jest. There's only a couple of times where it kind of got kind of got a little shaky. Like it was a time when um you see uh you see Styles grab Cameron's leg and like he holding his leg because Cameron tried to like kind of kick him away, like get away from me. And they got a they have a little moment there, and then the other time when they was playing some gang song, they started talking about something about gangs and Styles was saying something about the gangs and was shouting out, I guess, or somebody in the gang or some certain gang name. And you see Jim Jones come over to him and tap him and like whisper something in his ear. And I can only say he was whispering like, Hey man, like, yeah, nah, like you, you tripping right now. You, uh, you stepping out of bounds. You're being disrespectful. Cause you know, them folks be real heavy in they gang stuff. Like don't disrespect my gang. Like almost like that's their, that's their blood. But I guess to them, that is their blood and fam. That's their, version and semblance of family to them in their mind. So they really be heavy on it. So outside of those two times, the rest of the time, it was all just like fun and games and jokes and New York people dealing with New York people. Like it's people like, oh man, I thought they was about to fight because he told Cameron to shut the F up. Cameron was like, nah, I ain't going to shut up. I ain't going to shut up. And they, I was like, yo, that's just the way <laughs> New York people be talking to each other. Like we be real, okay. real wild and disrespectful. It appears to be wild and disrespectful. But we don't. We just be talking crazy and reckless to each other, but we really ain't going to do nothing. It's just be, it's the aggression that we have in us sometimes. Now, I will say this. Nobody hit the, um, nobody hit the SMD. And I think that's like, I think that's the bar when it comes to like New York people and street New York people. Like, as long as you don't say SMD, we all good. You can say F me. You can say whatever you want to say. Just don't say SMD because you say that, then, yeah. <laughs> then we got to we got to get to swinging. SMD in the hood is like a white person saying the N word. Literally, is <laughs> literally the equal sign. It's literally the equal sign because if you go to someone and I don't give a fuck how much y'all are playing around, I don't give a fuck where you are. If you're not playing around, I don't care what the situation is. You can never have SMD in the conversation. I don't give a fuck if you are saying it in a jokingly way. That's where shit turns around. That's yeah. where shit goes left. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Motherfucker, I asked you if you want broccoli. And this is what the <laughs> fuck you say to me? That's, you know, that's how serious it gets. It, it turns the whole mood. So I appreciate that that's not what was said because I think that's an unspoken rule between all, you know, people that are from New York or whatever the situation is. Matter of fact, black people in general, I think that's just in general, you don't say that that's where you draw. That's where the line is drawn where you're like, Oh, we taking it there. Okay. No problem. No problem. So we are at that, at that level. If you say that, I know where we are before that. We could just have a regular conversation. SMD. No, fuck that. Now we on a different level. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. But it was a lot of highlights. Um, Let's, see, let's, let's, hit, let's hit a uh, let's hit a locks highlight because I think well, most of this is locks highlights. But like this was early off in it, and when I heard this, I was like, "Yo, this crowd really rocks with the locks. Like this is something special right here." And every time Jewels was talking trash, every time Jewels talked trash, they blew it out the water. Like oh this. My God. 
And he was disrespecting Joel the whole time, son. <laughs> but this right here is crazy. <laughs> just gotta listen to the crowd. Yeah, that's just crazy. That joint was crazy, son. <laughs> the entire crowd was just chanting that shit, son. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was it was a magical night in the Madison Square Garden. The crazy part is uh the part that they were at, I know people are like, Are they gonna be on the floor? Are they gonna where are they gonna be? Where the Knicks play? They literally are in like an auditorium. That room that they were in is uh the same room that I uh graduated in high school. My graduation was in that room. That place holds a lot of people and I know it was rocking from the stage all the way to the balcony. I know it was because obviously New York is in there heavy mm-hmm. and it's, it's literally and if I had to do it because we're in Georgia right now so it's almost like if Outkast and like Goody Mob were in a room uh, and you know they're playing their absolute hits you know, George, you know all of Georgia would be there yeah. And it would be crazy, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's literally the, the if I had to go from like a Georgia standpoint, it's almost like that's that's the kind of atmosphere that was going on because the locks and dipset were really heavy. I know they were heavy across, you know, all over, but in New York, it was like, like hometown. When you in your yeah. hometown, your hometown is always gonna rock with you more. It was crazy, crazy, and the fact that New York was in there so heavy in Madison Square Garden. That's why the energy was so live and everybody had a good time. I know they had a good time in there. It was just one of those type of moments when you watching it on, when we watching it on the phones or wherever you watched it, you were just like, God damn, this is, this is something I need to be at. This is, this is one of those situations where you're like, I wish I was there. Definitely. It is one of those things where you're like, yo, I should have been there. I don't know how I was going to get in, but I should have been there. Cause it's just yeah. too yeah. much. The energy is crazy. The vibe was wild. It's just, man. That joint was absolutely insane. Um, it, it, the, whole, the whole night wouldn't have been, it would have been, uh, first of all, the the people that messed up the night for Dipset was the unpreparedness, just mm-hmm. being so unprepared. Like, y'all came to the state, y'all just must have came to Madison Square Garden and was like, we're going to play some music and whatever I play, y'all sing the words to it and we don't give a fuck. It was, <laughs> it was almost that kind of energy. The locks looked like they were studying this shit for weeks, like eight hours a day. We gonna motherfucking figure out the song, and if you pay attention, they had something for. And I, I knew they did have something for every song that whatever Dipset was gonna play. They had a song for every song that they were gonna play, and they had it lined up. And I knew that because there's a part where I believe Sheik or or Styles was just like, damn. When the hell are y'all going to play um, Ballin? Because they knew when they were going to play Ballin, they were going to play Benjamin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a they had a, a clear-cut game plan. Like, when you play this, we're going to play this. Back. And when you do this, we're going to do this. Like, they, yeah, they definitely were fully prepared. It seems like Dipset really just came to hang out, play their music, and just walk around the stage, look pretty. Because them dudes, they was dressed like they was on their way to the club. 
They were mm-hmm. not dressed like they was coming to do anything important, except for Jewels. I don't know what the hell Jewels was dressed like. Oh. That dude, that dude was dressed like he got he hopped in the uh, hot tub time machine and went back in time. Was like, yeah, yeah boy. This dude had like two <laughs> hats, two or three bandanas. <laughs> this dude was wilding, son. Do rag on. He had a, a fucking a headband, a bandana, a hat, and that <laughs> shit that little kids wear with the fucking the twirly thing on the top, the propeller on the top <laughs> of the hat. That's it too. He was it was ridiculous. Uh, see, I don't know what the hell Jewels was doing. Son. Jewels was just on—he was on some stuff. It was just looking at him like, man, what is this? He just kept walking around and walking around in circles and walking around like, what are you doing? Yo, I know everybody was hoping that nigga Soup would have came out. Everybody, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That motherfucker Jewels was walking around, and if you see Jewels, it, it's terrible because you know he—I guess he has—I'm not sure if the motherfucker has. Uh, veneers or dentures. I don't fuck you got. But anyway, that motherfucker was definitely like talk, talking like uh, like somebody that's about to lose their shit. And he was like, I don't want to make no fool on this stage and my tooth falls out and it's going <laughs> to be a fucking problem. And I'm never going to be able to let that down. You know how somebody talk with their hand on their mouth? You know, like, unfortunately, these uh, someone is doing a lot of drugs and they don't, and their teeth are falling out, and they talk with like mumbling. That's how Jewels was talking that night. Yeah, he was definitely trying to trying to keep his teeth in his mouth. And uh, I think it was either Jada or Styles. It was like I know dudes who go to jail and get their teeth fixed. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like damn it! <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing night. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to play. You want to play another clip? Yeah, I got a couple of kids to play. Let me see. Let's, let's get um, let's play an actual uh, a, a good uh, a good moment for Dipset because uh, they they had a couple of good moments. Play a good boo, a good good uh, moment for Dipset. This right here was a good moment for him, which is a hot song. I love the song. But even then, you can hear the difference between the crowd. This song right here slapped. They had the crowd going. So, so they was a uh, they they had a good moment there. That was one of the, that was one of their top moments right there. They was killing it. Oh, they got a bunch of songs. I'm not even going to front like uh, Dipset don't got no songs. I just think that they the DJ first of all, if you listen to the locks quality and you listen to Dipset's quality of music, like not quality, I'm not talking about like the, the uh, actual, song. The I'm actual about sound. The sound. Yeah, the, yeah, the sound was different. And I think that played a major part. Like, I really, I really believe, like, you was playing that just now, and I can hear it, but when you played the last part, the last part, I'm like, oh, shit, the crowd is all over the place. And it was more of the DJ on the lock side was like the, you know how they got in uh, in basketball, they got the six man? That's exactly what he would have been because yeah. he, he was the, people don't even realize, he was the factor that really set it off because the way they set up the song. Um, there's a part, and I'm not sure if you was going to play it or if you are going to play it. There's a part where Jewels is going off about 
Y'all don't have no women's songs. Y'all ain't got no song for the ladies. Oh, yes. And that's and the next clip on, up. <laughs> yeah, you got to play that for me. Play that, play that real quick. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong one. Wrong. My apologies. My apologies. Wrong one. Here we go. We got shit, Tech. I don't think these niggas like girls. Tech, why you think that? I mean, I love my niggas, but I just... Yeah, rush right here. Murderous. Tech, think we in jail. We performing for Attica. Now they switching it. It's scary hours. No, it's scary hours. We got shit for the kid. It's our time. It's just scary hours. You look at that, nigga. Hey, what's up? What's up? Again, just listen to the crowd. Yo, again, the minute Joel's started talking trash, they blew it out the water right quick. The preparedness. That just showed you the preparedness. And then they they racked off like... It was like a good six five, songs. six songs. Yeah, with women's songs. Like women, uh, songs for the women. Songs for the ladies, I should say. They literally, the preparedness, there was, it was almost like, it was almost like there was, they were, they knew exactly what Dipset was going to say at, at certain moments. And they were like, as soon as they say this shit, we got something for the ass. Yeah. It was set up. But I think it shows a lot about um, who they surrounded themselves with because they've always been associated with or surrounded by Diddy and the Rough Riders, people who really work hard at their craft. And whereas Dipset's always been on a we on our independent stuff or been on some just like random labels they've been around but never been around nobody that was going to put them into a position to perform and to do stuff at a at another level. They were always just they just always been the the hood dudes. Like we just go out here and we gonna rap and walk around the stage and throw our gang signs and that's it. Then we out. I mean, I mean, the reason that they it was even a, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a fair battle. But the reason that he was even, <laughs> I don't even want to lie to anybody and say it was a fair battle. It wasn't a fair battle. But the reason that it was even entertainment painting on the other side was. Because, because of Cameron. Cameron got songs. Like at the end of the day, and remember he was on Rockefeller. He had songs with Jay Z, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he really did his thing when he got to when he got to the Rock. And I think that's the reason that it's uh, that it was even. I don't want to say a fair battle, or it was even or even close, or not because none of those are the truth. But the fact that it was even entertaining a little bit on the Dipset side. Obviously, Jim Jones has balling. I don't want to take that away from him. Obviously, Jewel's had a couple of songs, and I think those songs that Jewel's was actually singing were songs on Cameron's on Cameron's songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, most of the stuff they performed were from like a Cameron song where they had a verse. It was a yeah. couple like little yeah. mixtape joints they did. I think they did like one mixtape joint and like one other song. They they did one song, and that's when the locks was like, "Dude, nobody knows what the hell that song is." That's a fact. Um. But yeah, most of it. But it was it was even a, a little bit not a match, but it was even entertaining on their side, like I've been saying, because of Cameron. If it wasn't for the Cameron, Lord have mercy, it would have been. Uh, I mean, it was a massacre, but it would have been. Oh, just, oh yeah, it would have it would have been embarrassing. Definitely, that is that is a fact. But I think it was great for New York, and then especially um, 
this part right here was definitely a something something lovely for the uh for the city because hey we we New York like we we love it and we enjoy it. So when they played this joint right here, it was crazy. And forgive me if I put the wrong joint on. It's right here. But even here, like the crowd seems unenthused. The crowd don't even seem like they're really into it. Because they, you could barely hear it. It wasn't as clear. Like, nope. I'm listening to you right now, and I can hear it, but I can't hear Like, I could hear it, but it's just like I'm struggling. And I know the lock, the sound quality was just on another. It was just like, uh, what they say? It's in 4K? That's what <laughs> the fuck it was. Like even when they even at the beginning of the song, see if this is the beginning right here. It's a bigger audience than the fight anyway. You talking yeah, see? about Even at the beginning, because you know most time, like when the song first come off. Again, they talking shit. Again, they was talking some shit. And even at the beginning of the song, when it's about to pop off. The crowd is not even into it. The crowd not even going crazy. The crowd like, yeah, whatever. Just play your song and let's move along. Mm-hmm. And we came to this. And the entire arena, stadium, theater, wherever they was in, went absolutely bananas. Yeah, they erupted. Yeah. New York, the real New York. I'm outside. I don't live in Miami. I don't live in Colorado. Come to my black and see me, my niggas. All of y'all know I'll be down there. Insane, son. <laughs> son. <laughs> the energy that they were, that the crowd was giving them back was just, it's just mind blowing, son. It's crazy. It was like, it was like Dipset had speakers from Fisher Price. <laughs> That's what it felt like, yo. Because you just, yeah, again, you just played it just now. <laughs> yeah, son, you just played it just now. And the quality, man, the quality is on another level. You play the Dipset shit, I'm like, ah, I think I know what you're talking about. And then you play the lock shit, you had to turn it down yourself. You was like, I turned shit down, shit's too, too loud. loud that, that's what I'm saying. And the Dipset shit, you trying to, you know how when you try to turn some shit up and you know you at the end already and you still <laughs> trying to turn it up and it's not going no further, that's how that shit was. And it's just, the quality they they uh, Dipset had messed up all the way from the beginning. The DJ didn't do his job. They did not prepare. They they sat there and they were arrogant about the whole thing. Their sound quality was trash. Uh, it's just that when you this is this is just a good lesson for anyone when you prepare for something and you are ready and you go into any kind of battle or. I don't care for what it is and you prepare, this is this is what happens. You you succeed the majority of the time. I won't say all the time, but the majority of the time you succeed. And when you think you hot shit and you go in there and think you just gonna go out there and just be the shit, you know what this is like? You know I like to give my examples. This is the Mike Tyson versus <laughs> Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to practice. You're going to get drunk the night before. You're going to do all that stuff because you just feel like in your heart of heart that you are unstoppable. Yeah. And then all of 
from Buster Douglas comes and uh, and I'm not comparing the locks to Buster Douglas, so, so nobody hit me up talking about you. I never said that. But what I'm saying is that I'm comparing the dip set to Mike Tyson being so arrogant about how they're going to go into a battle with someone without preparing. That's what I mean. So yeah. it, it's just terrible. Yeah, I, I give you. I give you one one better than that when um. Zab Judah fought Costa Azu. Remember when Zab Judah got knocked out so bad that he um he hit the ground and he he hopped back up and stumbled and fell again around the ring and was looking all crazy? Yes. Dad and yes. my um one of my cousins, he he's cool with Zab and they hang out a lot. He, that fight was in Vegas. He was like, yo, the night before that, Zab Judah was in Brooklyn in Flappish at a club drinking and hanging out with us. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what I was like, what was he on? Just like, I'm good. He was like, yeah, he was like, I'm about to go knock this boy out tomorrow, man. I'm just out here kicking it. I was like, damn. So when you said that, is the it was the arrogance. He really believed like he just had to show up and it was gonna be a win. And I think that's how Dipset did. This has said, yo, one, we're dipset, and two, we in we in Madison Square Garden. We in New York. These dudes ain't from New York. We from Harlem. Like we in there. So this is this guarantee. We got this wrapped up, and they just showed up with uh <laughs> with regular records, no instrumentals, regular records, and when they're like, yeah, this is a guarantee. We ain't got to work hard for this. Yeah, okay. and they got called out for that too. I'm glad you brought that up. That's when uh, Jadakiss called them out. Like they over here playing the song. <laughs> yeah. Like we like they was in a club. I said, what is this? Yo, Jenny Kiss is funny. He's like, you could have sat in the car and listened to Apple Music for this. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing night, man. Amazing night. I'm glad I stayed up for it. And oh, I yeah, watched definitely. it to the end. You know, you like, I ain't watching this shit to the end. I watched I watched it to the bitter end. And it was a amazing night. Amazing. Yeah. Every time I said, man, I'm about to go, I'm about to cut this off and go to bed. Something another track came on. I was like, oh yeah, no, nah, I can't leave yet. <laughs> Cause as much as I much as um as bad as Locks was like winning that, I just always said when the song went when the Lock song went, I was like, "Yo, I can't go. I got to see what they're gonna come back because they've got to come <laughs> back with something. So I just kept I just kept sitting there like, "Now they got to come back with something this time." And then it was a dud, and that was a, then the next time the Locks played something, I was like, "Yo, Dipset got to play something right hard for this." And then there was another dud. So I just kept getting my not that I was even rooting for them. I was just like, "Yo, they got to play. They got to have some type of comeback." Like there's no way they're just gonna take this beating and not fight back. Like you're not even fighting back. You're not even trying to fight back. You're just taking it. It, it was uh and 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 even the hits that they were playing, like Cam played the New York song, and I love that song. Welcome to New York City. I I love that song, but I could not actually hear the song. So it was it was taken away from how dope these songs are that they have. Like I, I love a lot of the. I have a lot of the songs from both from both camps. I have a lot of songs on, on my phone, obviously, and I have them from both camps. But I I just feel like the the quality and sound quality the sound quality of the music that they were the, from the music that they were playing. I couldn't hear it enough to to get to enjoy it. I should say that. Mm. And you know, you know when you when people like to hear music, they want to hear that shit loud. You nobody's fucking nobody's whispering music. So everybody wants to hear their music loud and proud and stuff like that, especially in that kind of atmosphere. And, they, and it was not loud 
as loud as the locks, and that's why that was another that was another bad part. And they should have fixed that shit. Because there's no way I'm going out there to embarrass myself. I'm going to make sure the sound quality is getting there early. I'm going to make sure everything is okay. I'm going to make sure we got out our songs that what we're going to do all that. And they did not. They did none of it. Not not a single thing. They they were smoking on stage. You going to get a bunch of a bunch of uh, health freaks and <laughs> motherfuckers that lettuce all day that are, that got juice bars and they over there drinking cognac and smoking blunts. And I'm like, oh god. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing none of that stuff because I love all of that. But what I'm saying is that when you're going to do a job, you might want to be sober and get it and, and do the best of your ability if you don't want to be if you don't want to lose these kind of battles. And and congratulations to both squads. They got paid. Everybody had a good time. New York actually won at the end of the day. Obviously, Locks won, but New York in general won. Um, and I'm pretty sure both squads got new fans. I heard Jadakiss' uh, sales went up 200, 200% uh, mm-hmm. um, after that. That's crazy because all the young, so I, so that was all the young people. Oh, yeah. That was all the young people who, uh, who, who never really paid that much attention to the locks. It was like, I'm, I don't listen to that. I don't listen to that old music, man. You old heads is outdated. And then they were listening to the verses. It was like, yo, these dudes got hits. These dudes got bars. Who is this Jada yep. Kiss dude? Was it somebody that your uncle been telling you about that you was um telling your uncle that you ain't listening to that foolishness and this old mu- old people music. And then you sitting there watching it, or you kept hearing the internet was going so crazy. You started tuning in and looking mm-hmm. on YouTube for clips. And he was like, yo, I got to listen to this dude, Jadakiss. This dude gets busy. And he's always been top five. We are everybody. I mean, anybody that's been listening to hip hop obviously already knew that. It was this listening to Jadakiss that night didn't do anything for people like me, obviously. You it didn't do anything. It was just like, it was, it was, I was glad to see him on display for people that did not know. And I saw a lot of people and I was reading a lot of comments where people was like, man, I got a lot of respect for Jadakiss. And these are people that was obviously sleeping on him. But for somebody like me or you or anybody that actually listens to hip hop and, and really is a student of it, this was just like, this was just watching one of your favorite artists on display doing him. That's like, that's like somebody sleeping on like a Jay-Z or, and then all of a sudden Jay-Z comes out not to do a verse because you know, that would never happen. But just coming him out, coming out, and he was he would do a freestyle that you never heard of before, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, you know he got lyrics like this," and then you'd be like, "What the fuck? Where the hell you been?" <laughs> and it was like one of those type of moments. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see, let's pick a couple more tracks, and then we roll up out of here. This right here was funny because they was um they was dancing. Locks was walking around the stage, uh, Harlem shaking, making fun of it. So this joint right here had me rolling. Let's gonna play that joint. This shit right here was funny. It was all you find this thing because they was Harlem shaking around the stage. That's what it was funny. That's my drink right there. And again, and that's that's one of them light songs that's probably not even in their top in their catalog, but it shows the the level of hits that these dudes had. Oh, they they fire all day. They could play something random and it'd be. It'd be murderous to a damn another group's top song. You know what's wild? When it was over, I was like, yo, I could think of about three or four Jadakiss songs that they did not play. Like, yeah. But he played he played his other songs. He played them with his battle with Fabulous. So I understood that. 
But if he could have went back and played some stuff that he played with Fabulous as well, because there were some songs that I was just like, oh, he didn't even play. He didn't play the joint with Maya. He didn't play. Yeah, I thought they were going to play that on the ladies' joint. Um, he didn't play the Fiesta remix that people probably don't even know that he was on. Yeah, they didn't play a lot of joints. I mean, he didn't play a lot of his joints. Mm, yeah, they left a lot of joints out there. And it was just absolutely insane, man. Them dudes, dudes is getting busy. Then I was excited he played the Money Power Respect. I was like, when the hell are they gonna play Money Power Respect for God's sake? And they yeah. finally played it. They waited so long to play that. Yeah. They played it damn near at the end of the battle. It really was at the end of the battle they played it. I was like, man, I've been waiting the whole night to hear this joint. Uh, that's what I was saying. I was like, God damn. Mm, 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 mm. Then of course this right here, because you said uh talk about freestyle before this right here is what shut the entire uh Shut the entire thing down, and when everybody was like, "Yo, this dude Jada Kiss is amazing," even though it's an old freestyle, it was just so it's such a powerful freestyle that people really. And then it was so relatable because he was talking in it, and he's talking about wearing, um, like getting dressed up, like you got your ballets on, you got this on, you got that on, and if you looked over at the at Dipset, that was the type of stuff they had on. Let's run that right quick. Listen, listen, New York, they cause him a distraction. This is the cutting up. I really love the cutting up they was doing. Listen to the crowd. The crowd is like, oh, what is he about to play? I don't think the crowd realized what was about to happen. I I think when I saw when that when the beat dropped, everybody knows the song "Who Shot You," of course. But I don't think they were prepared for what was about to happen. I I literally watched that clip that you just played. I probably watched that clip about fifty times, yo. <laughs> it is that that clip. Uh, you know, I, w- I watched the whole thing with the whole the whole song and everything, and it's because I remember that mixtape, and it was just, uh, I, it was just like the whole night was bringing back memories and stuff like that. But Lord, that part right there, the energy in the room when that shit dropped was I could I, I, I think that might have been, that might have been the second highest. I think the New York part was probably the craziest part, but I'm going to take a wild guess and think. Either that or the wild and out was second, but this is in the top three for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause that was just crazy. Just absolutely insane how everybody heard the beat but had no idea what was about to come. Like they heard the beat, they was like, Oh, that's the that's the uh, who shot you. Uh, uh, it's just bringing back memories of the whole night, man. It's just fucking it's crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, they actually, they actually did a minute recently. I think it was this morning. You said what happened this morning? Oh yeah, they, yeah. They said they released that as a single. Now I heard that. Oh wow! They're supposed to be released. I think they, of course, they had to like clear all the uh, all the legalistic legalistic stuff. But yeah, that's supposed to be being available for, as a single for like streaming and everything. That's crazy, man! Absolutely insane. 
But a hell of a night. And like you said, at the end of the day, New York won, hip-hop won. It was a good night. It was um, quality music, quality things going on. But um, I think at the end of the day, we could all agree that the true winner and shining star of everything was this gentleman right here. That's how they just going to have this nigga. Insane. None of them niggas. That's, <laughs> That's amazing, man. That dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Stupid he how that dude had night, control like, of the crowd, man. He had a night like unlike no other, and, they, and I seriously doubt that we would have that kind of energy. Uh, I seriously doubt there would be someone that will have that kind of excuse me, not energy, because there's going to be a bunch of artists that's going to come up and going to have a lot of energy, going to do a great job. I just don't think there's going to be anybody in the, in the future that's going to have that impact. Because at the end of the day, let's be real. We were looking at it for a dope battle between two great groups. That's what we were looking for. We didn't think that anybody was going to stand out. If I thought, any, to be honest with you, if I thought anybody was going to stand out, and it's not, I know I'm going to sound crazy, I thought it would have been Cam. I thought Cam would stand out because yeah. Cam got some really good music like if you if, if they would have had better sound and they would have prepared better and cam would have had some energy cam had energy but if he would have just if they would have had better sound quality i think he would have been able to see like cam got some joints he got real good joints yeah he was trying to be too cool and as far as jadakus is concerned I just don't think in the future that the impact that someone will have on a versus will be like what Jadakus had that night. Jadakus was was like, you know, when when motherfuckers say the stars are aligned, that's what the fuck it was that night for him. That yeah. the stars aligned. Definitely, that's exactly what it was. Everything just just worked out perfectly for him. He had the right right breath control, right crowd control. He was moving the crowd. He had the he had the audience captivated. Like people was really in tune to whatever he was about to do or wanted to do in that moment. And it was something that was amazing to see. Just thinking about it. Just, Makes you want to go watch it, right? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> well, folks, we appreciate you listening, tuning in. Uh, another episode in the books. We'll be back at it, but I'll let you again. Some more information. We're going to be changing up the uh, the format a little bit. We're going to be Dibbling, dabbling, a little bit of current events, a little bit, some other little topics here and there. And we keep it shaking for y'all, man. Keep y'all entertained. Keep y'all loving and listening to what we do. Until then, everybody be easy. Everybody have a good day. And we out of here. Later.